Hello and welcome to Caught My Ear, where two music-obsessed mates grab a mic and have a chat about what music they've been listening to. My name is Maddie. My name is Vivian. And this is episode 55. Um, It is also our first episode not over Zoom for like two months. We are back in the same room together, so hopefully there aren't any weird delays or technical (laughs) issues. So uh, we'll go straight into the news. Vivian, what have you got? So our first story today is coming from Music Feeds written by Alex Gallagher, and it's all about Splendour. So it says, Splendour in the Grass has been postponed to 2021. Splendour in the Grass has announced that this year's festival will not be taking place with organisers shifting the event to July 2021 with a lineup that will likely include most of this year's bill. Quote, we have been monitoring the situation closely for the past few months, and while Australia is now moving into re- into the recovery phase, there is no timeline yet around the opening of international borders, end quote. As a result, and with our audience's interest front and centre, we must announce the reschedule to 2021 now. The festival will now run between 23rd and 25th of July, 2021. Organisers are asking punters to retain their ticket tickets if they wish to attend next year's festival with all 2020 tickets valid for next year's lineup for those unable to attend new dates mosh ticks will be in contact with information regarding applying for a refund quote we intend to rebook as many of the 2020 artists as possible and we have started to work through that process so yeah we all saw this coming i think um it was a little bit weird when early in the year splendor was like actually guys it's not going to be in july it's going to be in September, October, and we all were just like, no. Yeah, <laughs> there was no way that was going to happen. That's not happening. So, yeah, now it's next year. I think it's going to be really interesting to see if they do get most of this year's lineup next year. Yeah. Because um, I still think international travel is far, far away. I know. And, like, how many international acts as well are, like, not going to be able to leave the country that they're in exactly. now? Like, yeah. I feel like it's going to be... Actually, it will probably be, like, a really good opportunity to get a lot more of, like, an Australian-based lineup yeah. as well, too, rather than, you know, like, filling it with international artists. But, I agree. you know, I, I think we all kind of, like, saw this coming and <laughs> didn't really expect it to be happening this year. But, you know, what can you do when you're having a global pandemic? So. Yeah. And I think it's good. I mean, I don't think they probably would have done it any other way, but it's good that they've said that your tickets are still valid for next year, so people don't have to go through that yeah. horrible process again of getting tickets and stuff. But yeah. Yeah, so that is our first news story. Maddie, what is our second story? Okay, second story is a little bit of a um, a little bit of a weird one. <laughs> so this is coming from Music Feeds as well from Alex Gallagher, and it says, The Dalai Lama is releasing his first album next month. So the Dalai Lama has announced he'll release his first album titled In a World on Monday, 6th of July, coinciding with his 85th birthday. The album is set to include mantras and teachings by the Dalai Lama, paired with music by New Zealand composers Junelle and Abraham Kunin. You can listen to the first track, titled Compassion, one of the most famous Buddhist prayers um, in the article that we're going to link below. Um, So Junelle Kunin pitched the idea of an album to the Dalai Lama back in 2015, delivering a handwritten letter to one of the spiritual leader's assistants. The album will also feature contributions from sitar player, the daughter of legendary Ravi Shankar. So, quote, Music has the potential to reach many more people with the message that the real source of happiness is warm-heartedness and a concern for others, commented the spiritual leader on the decision to release music. 
The very purpose of my life is to serve as much as I can, end quote. So proceeds from Inner World will go towards the Mind and Life Institute as well as Social, Emotional and Ethical Learning, an international education program developed in partnership by Emory University and the Dalai Lama. There you go, guys. Wow. If you ever wanted to have the Dalai Lama's teaching in album form with very nice music accompanying it, <laughs> like, look out for the, what is it, the 6th of July. I mean... You'll, you'll get it. That is... <laughs> it is so cool to see, like, I guess, a merging between the two, like, with teachings and mantras and music. Yeah. Like, I actually think I'm going to probably listen to it just to Just hear. to see what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think, like, you know in that quote like i think yeah that is such a good point that music does reach so many different people like yeah on different spectrums so to do this like i think it's a really cool and it shows like the different yeah like the different ways that music can be used you know like it's not Mm. all about just like listening to it to like dance to or whatever like people use it you know to meditate to do all these things to like you know help them study to Mm. you know focus their mind and i guess it's a good way to sort of you know like, have a new avenue to listen to music through, like, learning about other stuff. Yeah. And thank you, sure. Dalai Lama, for, like, doing this idea. I think it's really cool. Me so too. We'll have to we'll have to listen to it and we'll, we'll get back to you. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so, now I will give us a third story for this week's episode. So, this is also coming from Music Feeds, written by Jackson Langford. And it says, Grammys have renamed the Urban Contemporary Award category. The Recording Academy have finally, after years of criticism and controversy, renamed the Urban Contemporary Album Grammy Award category to Progressive R&B Album. The category has drawn criticism throughout the years with people accusing it of generalising black artists and lumping them into one group. The most recent winner of the award is Lizzo with the debut album Cause I Love You. The move follows Republic Records doing something similar by dropping the urban term entirely, saying it's because of a, quote, generalization of black people in many sectors of the music industry, including employees and music by black artists, as reported by Pitchfork. In a statement to Variety, Grammy's temporary president and CEO said that this change has been long in the making. Quote, The time frame of our process is that proposals are turned in by March, they're discussed in May, and now we're talking about them publicly. So these, these are things that have been in the works for six months, he said. This isn't the only change to the ceremony the Recording Academy has introduced. They've also changed the Latin pop category to Latin pop and urban, which seems reductive to say the least. And they've changed best rap slash sung performance to best melodic rap performance. Interestingly, the eligibility criteria for best new artist has also changed, scrapping all limits on previous releases determining eligibility. Instead, each potential nominee will have their eligibility judged by a screening committee. Wow. Big news. Yeah. It's, there's a lot there in that article. Um, but I guess when I first sort of read it, my thought was this is long overdue. Um, I think that, you know, it's been such a criticism for so long. So the, but I, like I, you know, like I also say, like, I think better late than never is still, yeah. you know, the way to go, I think. So the fact that with everything going on in the world right now, there's a lot of protests, I think that, you know, even though it's been in the works for a long time, it is very timely, I guess, to say. Yeah, I I think it's, yeah, definitely, even though they say that it's, you know, been in the works for six months, yada, 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 like, I think it's very convenient of them to sort of announce that now after everything that's going on with, like, Black Lives Matter and Mm -hmm. all of the rest of that, um, 
in society right now. But <laughs> I think, yeah, it's like good on them for finally doing it. But I like picked up when you said they've put urban in the in the Latin category. It's very strange. Like, what yeah. does that even mean? I don't, I, I just know. don't understand it. And I think it's, yeah, like, you know, like the article says, it definitely seems reductive. Yeah. Um, and it also kind of seems like that was sort of like swept under like, Oh, we've gotten, we've changed the name, but actually we haven't gotten rid of it. It's just, we've just chucked it in somewhere else to see if these people don't mind us using it there. I don't even like, what's that word even mean? I don't, I don't don't get why that like is still something that is like related to like a music. Like it's a word that we use to describe music. Like I don't think it fits anywhere. I don't think it's a useful word. Yes. I agree. I think they just need to like put it in the bin and yeah like, get agreed. it over and done with but it, it doesn't seem like it has a it has a purpose no um and i think you know what i also find interesting is that the best new artist has changed um mm. with it now sort of being presented in front of a committee especially last well with the awards last year there was this whole big thing with you know like Lizzo, like, is she really a best new artist? And, you know, like, all these, like, even Billie Eilish, that argument was thrown out. Is she really a best new artist? Like, so the fact that they've changed that, I think, I'm not sure how how I feel about it, but I guess it makes sense. We'll see in due time, I guess, what, like, what nominees come out of Mm. the new criteria and see if it's actually, you know, done anything worthwhile. Yes. So that brings us to the end of the news segment. So... Before we go into our song section, we encourage you guys to pause the podcast, go down to the description and click either the Spotify or YouTube playlist to listen to the songs that we're about to talk about so you don't get lost. So we'll start with Song of the Week. Maddie, kick us off. Okay, so my Song of the Week is called Falling Asleep at the Wheel. I know it is not (laughs) the Ruben song that I've already talked about. It's a different one, (laughs) but the exact same name. Um, it's called, um, yeah, it's by Holly Humberstone. And so she is a, I think she's about 20 years old and she's from England or something. And her voice is so beautiful. So this song, like the one, like the reason that I really, really sort of liked it to begin with is it starts off with this like piano part. It's just like one note being like repeated over Mm. and over again. in this like really like syncopated rhythm. And I thought that was really cool. Um, but she's got this like really, really gorgeous, like soft tone to her voice, but it sort of like really draws you in. And that's something that I really like. And then, you know, as the song sort of progresses, it like builds and builds. And then there's like sort of different, um, like instrumental sounds that come in and out. It's definitely not like an acoustic sort of song, but you can tell that it's not like very overly produced and stuff like that and it's not like a very complex song either like there aren't a lot of a lot of different elements that go into it but at the same time it's it's really interesting to listen to and I I quite like it it's it's really nice and I think the reason that I've been like listening to it over and over again is one because of how much I love her voice but also like it's sort of even though it's like a slow sort of like toned down song there's still some like energy and like movement within it that sort of like keeps you drawn in which is something that you know i i always appreciate mm. in a song so yeah i have to agree i think that's what i like the most about the song is that the way it's it throughout the entire song you feel like it's building it doesn't necessarily have this big moment yeah 
at the end or whatever but it is what you just said like the piano I think the way that that sort of it it feels very energetic and it drives the song Mm. forward and it for me like that is probably the thing that I was drawn to the most because I was like okay yeah I feel like this is going somewhere it didn't feel like it was dragging which I feel like it could have if if you know like the piano was like a different rhythm or if there weren't all those different instruments to sort of support that but yeah like she's got an incredible voice as well yeah and I love her accent coming through as well yeah it's really really pretty um because as the because at the beginning it's obviously sort of like just the piano and Mm -hmm. then as the instruments come in, there isn't really much percussion other than, like, because that sort of, the rhythm that the piano is playing and how it's being played sort of acts as, like, a percussion element. Mm. And then as the piano sort of, like, fades um, in volume, like, a new sort of, you know, like, actual percussion comes in and it sort of, like, takes takes over, I mm. guess, from the piano. Even though the piano is still in there and you can still sort of hear it, it sort of, like, takes the focus away from that. But, and then, like, even though, yeah, it is a very, like, slow build and there isn't a lot, there is still sort of, like, a breakdown element where, like, all of the, all of the instruments kind of, like, disappear and it gets really quiet Mm. and you sort of, like, want to, like, listen closely. Yeah. And, and then it sort of, yeah, it ends really, really nicely. But, yeah. So, that is my song of the week. It is Falling Asleep at the Wheel by Holly Humberstone. Vivian, what is your song of the week? So, my song of the week this week is Canada by Violent Soho. So this is actually from their album that they released. I want to say it was like the beginning of the year. I know it was definitely before this, like the pen, the pandemic and yeah. everything. So, um, and it took me a long time to listen to that album, which I'm kind of sad about. But <laughs> I listened to the full album. This is why Canada is my song of the week. So yeah, it's a really different song for them. So fans of Violent Soho know that they are this really like grungy band very sort of heavy instrumentation and especially like when you pair that with um the lead vocalist like Luke's vocals it's very like harsh and very heavy and it's definitely like a certain type of grunge that doesn't really give off this really like happy vibe (laughs) and that's not a criticism that's what I love about them but what I love about this song Canada is that it's the opposite of that it is this very sort of light not light instrumentation, but the effects on the guitars are not distorted. It's this very, like, um, I want to say, like, warming riff. Like, the beginning riff is really warming to me when I listen to it. And it talks about Canada being this place where you could just go and be happy and kick back. And (laughs) it is, like, I guess sort of plays on the stereotype of what is Canada. But I guess when I listened to this, when I first listened to this song, it just put me in a really, like not relaxed mood but it was sort of like an escape song for me because mm. with everything going on the w- in in the world right now I've been trying to listen to like more positive music just to like <laughs> not fit the mood you know so this song is was definitely like that for me I was like okay yeah this is really like this is just a really uplifting song in my opinion yeah I got kind of scared when <laughs> you sent <laughs> when you sent me a song and you were like yeah uh, it's gonna be violent Soho and I went Oh, okay. Because I think I had, like... Because I'd heard their name, obviously, so much. Because they're so popular in Brisbane. Because they're Mm -hmm. from here. Yeah. And, like, I was like, okay, I've got to, like, bite the bullet. See what they're like. And I think I I have no idea what song I listened to. But it was, like, so far off anything that I would listen to ever. I'm like, okay, I'm never doing that again. Like, goodbye. 
Violet Soho are out for me. <laughs> but this one, I was like, I was pleasantly surprised. I was okay with listening to this song. I didn't want to turn it off like I normally do with, you know, like <laughs> some of the metal songs that you bring me. Yeah. And like all of that really hard grunge stuff that I that you're obsessed with. <laughs> and I was, yeah, I was so surprised with this because I'm like, you know what? I could actually like maybe listen to this again. I didn't, I didn't hate it. So maybe <laughs> if there's any other sort of like lighter violence Soho <laughs> songs out there, let me know and I might like them, but I definitely am not like <laughs> yeah. a hardcore fan. <laughs> so Well, that's what I found so interesting as well was, so like Luke's vocals, he has this very like specific voice that is very suited to grunge. Mm. It's similar to Billy Corgan's voice from... The Smashing Pumpkins, and it's very like interesting to hear him sing in this sort of like, tone, I guess. Like, I was sort of, but for me, it worked. I was like, okay, like, it's not so harsh and fresh, it's very like toned down. And yeah, I was like, oh, this is good, you know, like evolving. We love that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that is my song of the week, Canada by Violent Soho. Now we will go into Under a Rock and I'll kick us off. So my song for this week is Drinks by Sin, I think. So it's C-Y-N. I think that's how you say it. Um, so this song is very interesting. It came up on my Discover Weekly a few weeks ago. And when it started, I was like, it starts, it's a very like, I want to say this very vibey, atmospheric mm. song. There's not a lot of instrumentation. There's just a lot of sort of like simple production elements in the instrumentation. And I was like, okay, this is cool. I like it. It's kind of got this brooding tone to it. But then the vocals come in and it's this really cool chorus. Like she's talking about, you know, she had a fight with her boyfriend and he's mad. So she went to get drinks. That's basically <laughs> the song, the tone of the song. And it's this really cool take on that. I think it is like this confident anthem, but it is sort of talking about like the vulnerability and having a fight with a partner. So it's pretty cool. Like how, like she sort of goes about that, but it's interesting cause she doesn't really sing in the chorus. Mm. It is, it's, but it's just like this, like, I want to say it's like a spoken word type of thing, but when she goes into the verses, she's got an incredible voice. I really love her voice. It's such an interesting tone. Um, and I found out recently actually that she was like discovered quote unquote by Katy Perry. And so she's signed to Katy Perry's label. And I think that is really interesting because, um, her, I think like with her vibe, she's got such an interesting career ahead of her, I think. Yeah. I love, I'm loving all of these, you know, like powerful, like women anthems that are, yes. like, you know, like the really sort of dark mood and then the sort of like speak singing and like yeah. not a lot of like sort of just like driven by percussion. Like previously, I think there was a, what was it? Ray, Ray Army? Is yes. That? Dictator. Yeah, Dictator, that one. And yep. then like the figures song figures. that I like talked about ages ago. I love I love the vibe that those sort of songs give off, and this is absolutely one of them. Like, as soon as I, like, press play on this song, I just had, like, the biggest smile on my face. I was like, this is awesome, and I dig this so much. I think, like, the the speak singing thing mm. is really, really cool, and it's sort of, like, it adds a different element to a song that, like, it just makes you want to listen to what they're saying yes. rather than, like you know, having all of these, like, cool, like, vocal riffs and whatever, which is something that, obviously, I'm obsessed with as well. Mm -hmm. But I think, yeah, it just, it's just, like, another, it adds, like, another layer, I think, which is yeah. really, really cool. And I, yeah, I definitely agree she's got, like, 
a, a shining career ahead of her, I think. Yeah, she's definitely got a cool vibe, so definitely check it out. So that is my Under a Rock This Week drinks by Sin. Maddie, what is your Under a Rock? My Under a Rock This Week is called Together, and it is by For King and Country, Tori Kelly, and Kirk Franklin. So if you haven't heard of any of these artists, um, they're basically all like gospel, like Christian pop. That yeah. is the vibe. So like one of my favorite artists ever is Tori Kelly. So this is why it came up on like one of my um, like Discover Weeklies or like re- I think it's like my release radar because this song was released on like the 1st of May. Mm. Um, and but I'd never really heard of For King and Country and these guys are like the main, you know, writers and whatever of this song. So that's why it's my under a rock. But yeah, I think like going back to the point where you where you were saying you're trying to li- like listen to more uplifting, yep. like positive. If you need a good song, like this is like where it's at for, for sure. like an uplifting positive anthem because something that like I hold near and dear to my heart, I just really really love listening to gospel choirs. Like there is nothing that like satisfies my heart more than gospel <laughs> choir. And this song has, like, got it all. Like, it's so, so beautiful. It's, you know, all about, you know, everyone sort of, like, coming together, blah, 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 all of the rest of that good stuff. And so I learnt that For King and Country are actually Australian. They're oh. an Australian duo. They're two guys from Australia. I did not know um, that. That's so I know. Cool. I was like, okay, this is awesome. But, like, they're not popular in Australia at all. Interesting. Really. I think, yeah, so, because... Christian pop, I don't think, is a very popular um, no popular genre down here in <laughs> down here in Australia, um, as like as opposed to America. Mm-hmm. So they they're based over there, but they are Australian. And then Tori Kelly, she didn't start out as like a gospel singer, um, but it's always been like a really big sort of like part of her life. And her most recent album is all dedicated to gospel music and she worked really closely with Kirk Franklin who is um who worked on this song and Kirk Franklin is like a gospel legend like he has been around for decades and he is sort of like the the father of you know like modern gospel music and so like him working on this song um is like fantastic and it honestly it's like it's so nice to listen to and like the like, my favourite part is, like, the build-up right before, like, the last chorus where, like, the gospel choir just, like, it's, like, everyone is in at the same time. Yep. And Tori Kelly goes off on this, like, ridiculously high note and it's just, like, everything that I love at once. It's just, like, this celebration of, like, amazing music and vocal talent and I just, yeah, I just love everything about this song. So that is so cool because, like, I I don't listen to this kind of music Probably at all. Yeah. <laughs> but, the, but the thing is, like, when I listened to this song, I immediately just felt like it was just like this warm feeling of everything is going to be okay. It is that sort of uplifting tone and it's very present in gospel music. But mm. what I love is that I'm just, I just love learning about this kind of stuff. Like what you just said, I didn't know any of that. Like yeah. about Kirk Franklin. And that to me is why I love this podcast and why I love this particular section because it's like, I'm definitely going to go check out for King and Country now. Like I wouldn't, I just want to hear like what else they have because their voice, voices, voice, yeah. voices, yeah. they sound incredible. Like yeah. they have such an interesting, like for me, I don't know, like I don't listen to a lot of gospel music, but for me it almost sounded like just, very unique to the genre to mm. me like because it is they've got this very like 
not harsh, but like this very sort of intense tone that I was a little bit thrown off by. Yeah, because they sort of do like country yeah. stuff as well. Okay, that's and cool. I think because that sort of like comes through in the way that they sing. Um, they do have sort of like this, not like grungy, but it's like a very sort of like rustic, like rustic. not, that's the word I was looking not for. like, yeah, like well, like not well trained, yeah. like very not pure, like completely yes. like the opposite of that. They're very, yeah, like very rough and rough around the edges, yeah. I guess you could yeah. say. But yeah, like I think cause like, I love this song so much, especially for like, now because mm-hmm. like the lyrics in the chorus is like if we fall we'll fall together and if we rise we will rise together it's all about you know like we're all like in it together you know if if one person you know needs some help we need to like gather around and you know like mm. do our part and we can we can do so much when we like put our minds to it and you know just like stop thinking about you know the divisions in the world and just like Mm. see we are all one and it's it's just like a really nice happy warm song and I think yeah it's just something that I've really enjoyed listening to now and like clapping along with and belting out so agreed that is my under a rock this week it is together by for king and country Tori Kelly and Kirk Franklin so we will go into caught my ear now Um, And I'll start with mine, and it is Story to Tell by Amber Lucid. Um, So I had never heard of this artist before either. This is always going to be my under a rock. But this song is very, very cool for the main reason that the singer, she sings in English and Spanish. Mm -hmm. I'm fairly sure it's Spanish. Um, I hope it is. Yes. I, like, put it into Google Translate, and I think it's Spanish. Please don't yell at me if it's not. (laughs) Um, <laughs> but yeah, so this artist, she's very, very interesting. I looked her up cause I'd never heard of her before and apparently she is Mexican Dominican. So cool. Um, and it's definitely, definitely comes through in the music cause it's definitely got like this Latin, um, Latin like pop sort of like dance vibe to yeah. it kind of like, yeah, it's, um, it's not like your, your straight pop. It's got like a bit of a more moody vibey sort of. Um, sort of atmosphere to it and again her voice is amazing mm. I absolutely love it um, and it's yeah it's just really interesting to listen to I love like hearing when artists can sing in more than one language it's mm-hmm. just like I have I've had a few of these songs recently like Kayendo by Frank Ocean yes. and then we had Monespree which was a suggestion yes um, and that was like in French and there's just so all incredible. of this like amazing talented people who can sing and like speak in multiple languages. I love it. It's I so love cool. It. Yeah. And it's such like under, like underappreciated, I feel like, because in this particular song, like what I, I, I love this song. I straight away, as soon as I heard it, I put it in my playlist. Cause I was like, I just love, it starts with this really simplistic, like guitar mm. um, riff. And, but it's so atmospheric and it feels so moody, but the chorus is like that sort of like Latin dance feel. Yeah. And I just like, it's such an interesting combination. And that sort of goes back to what I was saying is like when artists who, you know, are fluent in other languages or who are from, you know, different backgrounds and they bring those influences into their music and just to like try something new, something different. Like Mm. that to me is one of the coolest things. Yeah. It's cause it like, I feel like it opens up like a whole new sort of world of like, 
like sounds and yeah. things that you don't like normally listen to. And mm. again, that's half the reason that this podcast exists <laughs> is to like listen to things that we don't normally to like that we don't normally listen to. And I think like this is probably, you know, the epitome of something that I would never have listened to if mm. it wasn't for this. And I think it's it's so great to hear all of these like different influences throughout throughout music and um, all these different, you know, from like different backgrounds and different all of this stuff. It's really, really great. And I like definitely commend anyone who is like not going down the straight and narrow like pop path. Like mm. it's great to listen to it occasionally, but you know, like it's really awesome to hear all of these different different elements that we don't normally don't normally hear. So Agreed. That is my Caught My Ear this week. It is Story to Tell by Amber Lucid. So, Vivian, what have you got for your Caught My Ear? So, my song this week is Hallucinogenics by Matt Mason, uh, but it's the Vallis Alps remix. So, also, apparently that's a word. We just spent, like, five minutes before we started recording trying to figure out what hallucinogenics (laughs) was, whether it was a word or if it wasn't. Because we were confused. Like, obviously (laughs) we know, like, it's a a thing. We're not that, like, stupid. But we didn't know if it was like hallucinogens or hallucinogenics. I'd it was yeah. So but I apparently was... they're the same thing. So it doesn't really matter. It's kind of pointless. Exactly. But we'll move on. So we we came full circle. <laughs> is is the moral of that story? But <laughs> basically, I the reason. So this song, I actually hadn't listened to the original, but my sister she played me this remix, and I was just like I was taken aback because a few. Well, episodes ago, I I talked about Valis Alps in Under a Rock, and I had been listening to quite a bit, of, quite a bit of their music since. But this remix of this song is so interesting. Mm-hmm. It's so, like, it it's almost hard to talk about because it's just so different from what I guess from what I expected. So, I guess the main gist of it is, you know, it has this really interesting like delay effect on everything in this song <laughs> like in every in on the vocals and the production and there's no like almost there's no real percussion like there's sort of no underlying percussion it is just like this delay effect that sort of drives the song forward i guess and to me that's really cool i guess it might sound a little bit weird but like i said like we always say you have to listen to the song mm. to understand um and matt mason i i've also talked about him in the podcast episodes ago when I talked about his song Cringe and he's got a really going back to that lovely word rustic <laughs> rustic voice <laughs> um but the cool thing is is that Valis Alps put this really cool effect on his voice that really amplify mm. and, and like amplify that element of his voice and it's so cool it's so like in your face in some parts but the the interesting thing is there's no like in this, in what's sort of, like, typical in, like, remixes or, like, this sort of production, there's no, like, build-up. There's no, like, big moment or, like, drop, quote-unquote. Yeah. But I love that. Like, it, it doesn't need to have it in this song. And, yeah, like, it's just such a cool production. I think one of the things that, like, one of the things that I don't particularly love about remixes is that they have a tendency to sort of, like, take a song as it is and sort of like chop it up and they're like this verse and then they'll like add a drop in between yes like the chorus and the verses and stuff and it's sort of they just like add these like different electronic elements to like you know and they'll put like a big bass on it and 
and they just kind of like leave it as it mm. is. But this is so like so different to what I was expecting because they haven't like obviously I haven't listened to the original yet, but I think like because mainly the thing that sort of draws you in this like in with this song is there's this one particular like sound mm-hmm. I have no idea how to describe it. Exactly. It's sort of you know actually you know what it kind of is you know when you get like a big piece of cardboard yes and you like wobble it around yes and it makes that weird like wobbly sound. Kind of picture that, but, like, with a lot of effects on it and sort of, like, distorted a bit. It sort of sounds something like that. And they add this, like, delay on it. And it sort of, it goes through, like, almost, like, the first three quarters of the song. Mm -hmm. And it just slowly gets louder. Yes. And louder and louder and louder until, like, the bridge sort of comes in. And it's, like, this, like, cacophony of, like, all of these sounds. And then it sort of, like, fades away. Yes. To, like, nothing. Which is kind of, I guess, in in replacement of what, you know, you would normally find, like, in a remix, like, the drop yeah. sort of section of it. But it's, like, the fact that it, like, starts right at the beginning and, like, goes all the way through the song. Mm. And, like, the only thing that, like, it doesn't change pitch, it doesn't do anything, it just gets louder. Yes. And that's sort of, like, the only thing that I was, like, focusing on throughout the whole song. But it's so cool. It's so interesting. It's something I'd never really heard before, so that's why I really, really liked it. It's awesome, yeah. And the way you just described it was perfect. Because <laughs> I truly, no, truly, I was trying to think of how would I would describe that sound. And there yeah. you go, Maddie just did A it big piece me. of cardboard, like, <laughs> wobbling. You know, we all when you, like, try and make, like, a storm sound. Yes. Out of, yes. Yeah, out of cut. See, that's what it is. See, this is why we are the perfect it's because I'm a, for this I'm podcast. a child <laughs> I am a child <laughs> but yeah so it's such an awesome song such a great remix definitely check it out so it's hallucinogenics by Matt Mason but it's the Ballas Alps remix so that brings us to the end of this week's episode Thank you so much for listening. If you got this far, you can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, YouTube, wherever you get your podcast fix. You can also follow us on all of our social media at Caught My Earpod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can catch up with all the latest updates there, and you can send us your recommendations. So now that we are back in the same room, (laughs) uh, we're not, like, across town, (laughs) uh, we would love to, you know, talk about your recommendations in person and, like, experience them together. So please send us the songs that you're listening to at the moment. We love hearing what you're listening to, and send us your opinions on our songs this week, because we'd definitely love to know. What you reckon? What you what do you reckon the the weird sound in hallucinogenics sounds like? <laughs> if you think my cardboard analogy is like okay or not, I don't know. Let me know. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. But you can join us on Monday for a brand new episode. Bye guys. Bye.